Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Boston Sanctuary since 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the Boston metropolitan area and beyond. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. We're located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets in downtown Boston, Massachusetts. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. And the lion shall lie down with the lamb, but the lamb won't get much sleep. It's the wrong sermon, sorry. Let's try this. A true story set in the oak-forested hills of Loristan province in Iran as told by American author Barbara Kingsolver. A young couple, nomads of the Lori tribe in western Iran, are walking home from a morning's work in the wheat. The husband teases his wife as she pulls her shawl across her face, laughing. And then suddenly they're stopped cold at the sight of a slender figure hurrying toward them the teenage girl who was left in charge of the babies. She is the neighbor's daughter who keeps an eye on all the little ones too small to walk to the field. In tears, in frightened pieces of sentences, she tells them that he's disappeared. Their boy had strong enough legs to wander off while her attention was turned to what? another crying child, a fascinating insect, a thousand things can turn the mind from this to that, and the world is lost in a heartbeat. She has already looked everywhere, but he's gone. They refuse to believe her at first. No parent is ever ready for this, and with fully expectant hearts, they open the door flap of their yurt and peer inside, scanning the dim red darkness of the rugs on the walls, the empty floor. They look in his usual hiding places, under a pillow, behind a box where the bowls are kept, every time expecting this game to end with a laugh. But no, he's gone. I can feel how their hearts slowly change as the sediments of the impossible loss precipitate out of ordinary air and turn their insides to stone. They search, first their own village, turning the neighbors out in a party of panic and reassurances, but as they begin to scatter over the rocky outskirts, it grows dark, then cold, then hopeless. He is nowhere. He is somewhere unsurvivable. And some people sleep that night, but not the mother and father, the smallest boys, or the neighbor's daughter who lost him. And early before the next light, they are out again. Someone is sent to the next village, and larger parties are organized to comb the stony hills. They venture closer to the caves and oak woods of the mountainside. Another nightfall, another day, and some begin to give up. But not the father or mother, because there is nowhere to go 
but this. We have all done this. We bang and bang on the door of hope, and don't anyone dare suggest there's nobody home. The mother weeps, and the father's mouth becomes a thin line as he finds several men willing to go all the way up into the mountains, into the caves, five kilometers away. In the name of heaven, the baby is only 16 months old, the mother tells him. He took his first steps in June, a few weeks before Midsummer's Day. He can't have walked that far. Everybody knows this, but still they go. Their feet scrape the rocky soil. Nobody speaks. Nobody speaks. Six miles from home, at the mouth of the next cave they enter, the fourth or the hundredth, nobody will know this detail because forever after it will be the first and last. They hear a voice. Definitely, it's a cry, a child. Cautiously, they look into the darkness and ominously, they smell bare. But the boy is in there, crying, alive. They move into the half-light inside the cave, stand still and wait while the smell gets danker and the texture of the stone walls weaves its detail more clearly into their vision. Then they see the animal, not a dark hollow in the cave wall as they first thought, but the dark round shape of a thick-furred, quiescent she-bear lying against the wall. And then they see the child. The bear is curled around him, protecting him from these intruders into her cave. I don't know what happened next. I've searched for that part of the story to no avail. I hope they quietly took up the child, praised Allah and this strange mother who had worked God's will and swiftly left the cave. I do know this is not a miracle or a hoax. This happened. The baby was found with the bear in her den. He was alive, unscathed, and perfectly well after three days, and well-fed, smelling of milk. The bear was nursing the child. What does this mean? Barbara Kingsolver asks. How is it possible that a huge, hungry bear would take a pitifully small, delicate human child to her breast? rather than eat him. You could read this story and declare it impossible even though many witnesses have sworn it's true. Or you could read it and think of how warm lives are drawn to one another in cold places. 
Think of the unconquerable force of a mother's love. The fact of the DNA code that we share in its great majority with other mammals. You could think that and say, of course the bear nursed the baby. He was crying from hunger. She had milk. Barbara Kingsolver concludes, in a world whose wells of kindness seem everywhere to be running dry, a bear nursed a lost child. God is frightful. God is great. You pick. I choose this. God is in the details. Miracles tossed up as stars to guide us. Some days you have to work hard to save the bear. Some days the bear will save you. This story is one to believe in. I believe it. I believe it not because I even followed the links to credible sources, but because it both asks and answers some of the questions we most need to engage now, the questions whose answers point to our survival. How are we lost? How will we be found? How will we live in order to establish the peaceable kingdom. The Jewish High Holy Days are upon us, reminding us of the power with which, with which each of us is possessed, the power to heal a broken world. That healing begins right here, right now. It begins with each and every one of us. How are we lost? We are lost when we forget that we are both child and she-bear. Lost when we are deluded into thinking for even one moment that we are anything less than deeply, inextricably connected with every other living being. Lost when we act in a way that dishonors the truth that we depend on them and they are counting on us, lost when we forget that there really is no us and them, but only we. We are lost when we stray from a path with heart and wander far from the home of our hearts. And we are found. By amazing grace, we are found. Found in attention to the details, God in the details. Found in 10,000 acts of generosity and hospitality and caring. Found in the kindness to forgive and the courage to begin again in love. Found right here, right now. We are found 
in love and service, justice, and peace. Beloved spiritual companions, some days you have to work hard to save the bear. Some days the bear will save us. In these days of awe, as we bless and are blessed by the animals, carry this story with you. Remember the details. In this broken world, may we attend to kinship and kindness. Open our minds and hearts and hands and rededicate ourselves to our place in the vision of the peaceable kingdom.